To be a wordsmith is defined as a person who writes, an author, a journalist, a person who commits their thoughts to paper. But I believe it is so much more. The ability to craft a story, to change lives, transport the ordinary life to an extraordinary place, to put words on paper and awaken the imagination in ways that the reader never dreamed possible. Yes, to have the ability to see what isn't there and make you see it too. To awaken the senses in new and amazing ways like feeling a cool breeze on a hot summer day on your cheek. To smell wildflowers as they bloom. To taste a delicacy on foreign soil. To feel like you've never felt before. Touching places long forgotten. Connecting your soul in new ways. That's what writers do. It's my pleasure to host Carolina Writers Speak, a new podcast, a chance to hear actual writers' voices, hear what inspires them, experience their trials and their struggles, and realize that we all have a story and it's worth telling. Hi, this is Rose Cushing, and I'm the host of Carolina Writers Speak podcast. We're really excited today. Our guest is L. Diane Wolf of Dancing Lemur Press. And Diane has a brand new book out uh, that is My Darkness, the Vampire. In Darkness, the Vampire. So, Diane, t- first of all, tell us a little bit about you. Well, again, I'm Kurt. I'm Diane. Um, actually, originally from Oregon, so I'm a long ways away from what used to be home. Um, I'm also a professional speaker, and uh, this is the eighth book of mine to be released. That's really cool. Now, the book that's just come out now, how long has it been out? It just came out February 7th, so as we're we're talking now, just a little over a week. That is fantastic. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, In Darkness is actually the series. Uh, this is the first book of The Vampire, and it's actually a novella, so it's, it's shorter. And right now it's ebooks only, and when all of them are all fin- finished and done, I'm going to put it all in one uh, print book form. But this one's about a young lady who uh, seeks adventure and overhears some guys searching for this magical ancient fortress. She offers to guide them because she knows where, pretty much where it's at. And along the way, she discovers their secrets. They are vampires, and uh, most of them view her as food. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, <laughs> the issues are deliver Zancrella, this, this is this magical fortress, or die. <laughs> wow. That sounds exciting. And you're doing this as a, as a series, you say? Yes, it's going to be called, it's called the In Darkness. In Darkness is the name of the series, and I refer, it's referring to the fact that each of the main characters is somehow in darkness, and it takes love to bring them into the light, because this is a, a paranormal romance, although this one has a very heavy leaning on adventure. Right, right. Now, what made you go into the, the paranormal field? I'm really not sure. <laughs> I keep wondering, how did I end up doing paranormal? Because I did do adult, and I had two uh, nonfiction books, and now I'm writing paranormal romance, and I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> um, just, probably just a fascination with different creatures. Um, I'm a big fan of fantasy and horror and science fiction and stuff, so I've always been real interested in other, you know, other creatures. And I'd already written uh, The Vampire and The Werewolf 
years ago, and they've just been sitting there. And actually, the fourth one I'd written way back and had that to be a total rewrite. And I finally, last summer, had a break, and that's when I decided, okay, pull these out, polish them up, send them to my editor, and let's see what happens. Well, that's really cool. Now, you own your own publishing company, right? Yes, Dancing Lemur Press. Did you publish got, this uh, Over 60 titles now. I know, you're growing by leaps and bounds. I can't even keep up with how many authors that you have. It's fabulous. So, did you publish your book? Yes. Good, good. Yes. So, one of the things that you, you say um, about your, your, I'm reading here on your, your book thing, is that you had spent so much time as on your other authors it's good that now you've allowed yourself some time to get this book going. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about about the book or the character? Well, maybe her name is Anna, and she's, I would put her somewhere around 18, 19, 20, somewhere in that range. Of course, the vampires are the troop of them. There's nine of them. Uh, they're all much older, of course, because vampires live a very long time. Uh-huh. Um, the, main one, the main one is Victor. He's the leader, and uh, he's also the one that kind of, they start having a thing, and of course that ends up being a little bit of a challenge as well because the other vampires are like, no, 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 we don't mess with humans, we don't mingle with humans, we're going to eat the humans. <laughs> ah. Does she know they're going to eat her right off the bat, or she doesn't know they're vampires? It doesn't know until they get a ways into the journey what they are, but she, she has a feeling that, you know, like I said, she knows the conditions, deliver this place or die, so she's... Uh, he just really starts relying on Victor to, and to take care of her and make sure she doesn't become a vampire morsel. <laughs> ah, gotcha. So therein lies the romance and the adventure. That's, that's really cool. Now, is this yeah. in, in an, an imaginary world that you've created? It's kind of what it would be, but it's kind of like it was set back, you know, medieval times, kind of. Uh -huh. that's, that's the vibe, is there's, you know, it's several hundred years ago, so there's no guns, there's no cars, there's nothing like that, and a lot of wilderness and everything, so it would be something along the lines of the setting of, say, you know, like Lord of the Rings or something. Okay, okay. Well, I know that your book has been getting great reviews to just been out a short time, so that's fantastic. Now, you say this yes. is an e-book? Yes, it is an e-book only, but it's available on every platform. So if you've got a Kindle, or you can go to iTunes, or you can go to you know Barnes and Noble, wherever you can you can download it from there, and it's just three ninety nine. And then when you when you how, how hard is it to do an e-book? How far what? How hard is it to do an e-book? I've not ever done one. <laughs> e-books e are easier, which is why a lot of uh, self-published authors will do an e-book only because the cost is so much less. Because, of course, you don't have to print it. You don't need a barcode. And some of them just skip out the, um, the ISBN number as well. So there's a lot you don't need. Um, and, but of course, with anything, you still got to pay for editing and cover art. But other than that, it's pretty easy to put them together and get them on all, all the different platforms. There's a lot of e-book distributors out there. Okay. Okay, I'm just not familiar with that, that at all yet, but I'm sure it's coming. <laughs> so, in your series of books, there's going to be a total of three? Four. Four. I see the shark and the werewolf and the vampire. Yep. What's the fourth one? fourth one will be the alien, and that's the story I wrote 
way back in my 20s. It, it took a complete and total rewrite because it was, you know, but you could tell, I could read and go, oh my gosh, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I paired on my full on that one because that gave me the four I needed because I originally was going to be four in darkness, but I just shortened it to in darkness. So the only one I really had to just completely write from, you know, completely start over or, or just start from the very beginning was the shark. And that one I started last year. Um, and that's going to be the, actually the next release. And that, that looks fascinating, too. Um, and then yeah, the, I, I'm pretty sure I'm the only one that's going to have a paranormal romance with a shark. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that I was just looking at that. Wow, that is so interesting. And we'll put sharks in a different light, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, now that one's a really sweet tale, and it's actually set in the early 90s in Australia. Okay, that makes sense. Australia's a shark capital. Yep. And then the werewolf. What what made you choose a werewolf? Um, it's funny. I was I just still got a uh, did a uh, article for a website about about the werewolf. And the funny thing is. I have a you know I love watching werewolf movies and everything, but they scare the heck out of me. So yeah. Well, go to bed now. I'm like in the dark room, wait, waiting for the big furry thing to jump. <laughs> yeah. Like, why did I have white writing? You know, I don't know why I do that much to myself. I just have this fascination with those as well. Um, just again, uh, vampires and werewolves are very standard. Like I said, that's why I wanted to mix it up with the shark and the alien and put something a little bit different. Right. And the werewolf actually set in the mid. 80s in uh, England. Oh, wow, that new. Because I would think they would be like in the medieval times too. But I guess werewolves could be anytime. They can be anywhere, yeah. And then they also made it harder for the character because then you have to hide because it's the world new. Right. Right. I guess that makes sense. The vampires would be traveling mostly in the dark or it's dark all the time, maybe. Yeah. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know, you know, as long as they never were not, you just wouldn't know they were vampires. They were just, Cause they look normal. you know, travelers. Okay. All right. Um, what was your biggest obstacle in putting out this book? I like so just getting the time to get it finished. I mean, it was done. I said, I think I wrote this one in 2016. Right. And polished it up as best I could, and it's been sitting there since then. And I think I finished The Werewolf after that, but just, like I said, I've been so busy with my own authors and everything it takes to do that, I just never had a time when I could get back to my own stuff. And like I said, we had a little bit of a lull last year just simply because I didn't have anything in the pipeline for this year. So I was like, okay, now's the time. I can, And, of course, then I, we have another book, two other books <laughs> coming out this year as well. So I ended up being a little busier than I intended with five releases. But it, it was the only time I was ever going to get it done. Well, that makes sense because I know I do do the, the podcast and marketing for other authors. And I kind of have put my thing, my book on the back shelf, too. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to you when I can get to you. I need to do it, but, I'm, <laughs> you know, i got to do yeah. this other stuff first. So this, yeah, and anytime I'd make a list of stuff to do, that that would be like the last thing on the list. So if I ran out of time, I didn't write. Right. And that's just years of doing that. Right. I, I get it totally. Now, you said you, you have done a lot of other books yourself. Do you like writing this type of genre 
better or some of the other things you've done better? Um, I guess I like this better than the new adult series that I did. Um, and those were earlier books, so I've definitely improved them as well. Uh, the, the ability to, you know, like I said, I, a couple of my I put into a certain time, so I really had to make sure to get the timeline right, you know, what was happening in the, in the 80s in England, what was happening in Australia in the 90s. But otherwise, you, you have a lot of leeway with paranormal because you get into things that aren't real, so you can even have fun creating and making things up. Yeah, I was just sitting here thinking you could really just let your imagination run wild because anything's yeah. possible because nobody could prove it isn't. Yeah. What an exciting what an exciting field to write in. I had never considered that as, as a possibility, but um I, I've interviewed right many authors that, that write in that field and enjoy it immensely. Now I love to watch it on television, so it stands to reason I would enjoy reading it as well. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that normal, like I said, it, it encompasses so much stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you start looking, if you do, you know, I even did, for one article I was writing, I had to do, I researched what are paranormal creatures, and paranormal and supernatural and all that, that covers a lot. I mean, we're talking angels, demons. Yeah. Uh, Greek mythology. I mean, it's a lot of it. Like I said, it just, you can do, there's, I could write dozens of these if I have the time. <laughs> right, right. And I'm sure that the, the market is, is a huge market for them as well. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact, you know, the, the vampires cooled after Twilight and all that for a while, there's still a big market for paranormal romance. Yes, I would think so. And that that's kind of nice, too, to put your romance writing in a, in a very specific niche, but it also gets rid of a lot of competition in the field. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, that's why I'm really hopeful with the, the next one that comes out, The Shark. It's like I said, I've, I've looked. There is no other book out there <laughs> that features a, a shark in, in that setting at yeah. all. I mean, in almost any genre other than, you know, a nonfiction book. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll give a, a nice new twist to swimming with the sharks. Yep, it sure will. That's really cool. So, you're... Um, your book is on Amazon and in other bookstores as an ebook. People can find it in a bunch of different places. I, how can they follow you and and your book and your series progress? They can check on uh, through Dancing Lemur Press, which is dancinglemurpress.com. Mm -hmm. Actually, yeah, dancinglemurpress.com. Or they can go to my personal website, which is funkonastick.com. Okay. All right. Well, we're excited to know about this new book and excited to get the information out there for you. Diane is also going to be teaching a couple of um, workshops for the Triangle East Writers Group, if you guys are interested. Diane's going to do a class for young writers from 8 to 18 on character building, correct? Yes, and yes then, that's in March. Yeah, and then another workshop. Tell us about that one. The one, I think that's in May. Um, that one's going to be covering a lot of things about publishing, about uh, self-publishing and traditional publishing. 
Right. That'll be a That'll be a really good workshop for folks out there who have a book finished and are getting ready to figure out how to get it out there because you can get straight from the horse's mouth. You know, how do you find a publisher and what all's involved and what do they do for you and and what what is self-publishing and what are the drawbacks? So it gives you a good opportunity to really explore that field in depth. So, yeah, because there's so much to learn if you're, if you're going to do it yourself, and even if you're going to query publishers. I mean, you know, I, trust me, I, I see all the submissions that come through Dancing Name or Press, and I'd say 9 out of 10 disqualify themselves right off the bat on the query letter. Sure, sure. Lack of following directions tells you they're not going to be good to work with right off the bat. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That is, that is my thoughts exactly. I'm like, if you're a nightmare now, Gosh, you're going to be horrible as an author. It's going to drive me crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's so funny because it's not hard. Follow the directions. No, it's really not. We've been very specific what we request on our website and everything, and it's so easy to go online and figure out how to write a proper query letter. And then I'll borrow the file, and not only is the query letter all screwed up, they've attached stuff, and it's like... Thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally get it. You know, I, I and when you get so many, and I'm sure you do, you know, you've got to have some way to rule them out pretty quick and easy. If, you know, if you, and that's a good way to do that. You know. Yeah, and like I said, that knocks nine out of ten right out before I even read what the, what their manuscripts about. And I'm excited about your youth writing workshop too because I really, really, really want to encourage young writers to get out there and try it and explore it and learn it because it opens so many doors, not only professionally as an author, but, but also as a human being to explore and create and enjoy things about your life that you wouldn't have th thought you might. Oh, yeah, and, and what's going to be fun about that is I've got quite a few books that we've published that were written by kids. In fact, our March release, uh, Tales from the Valley, it's about the Ohio Valley. The eight stories in it were all written by teenagers. That is fantastic. And that's so encouraging. I can't wait for your workshops. I'm, and, and old folks like me can come too, but, it, um, but know that it's really tailored for 8 to 18-year-olds, but you're welcome to come as well and, and learn. You're never too old to learn something. That's right. Absolutely. Well, thanks for talking to me this morning, and I'm excited about your your new ebook series, and can't wait to get a look at it. All right. Well, appreciate it, Rose. Thank you. Always a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much, and thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Everybody has a story. Just let your mind drift away and find yours. I know it's out there. What are you waiting for? <laughs>